0: we Welcome to a boring episode of minecraft short stories just kidding we have a great episode for you today with a brand new story after that will come a quiz where you can guess and play along and a poll on spotify where you can submit your votes on what a new segment should be the name of the village in the story comes from isabel and the nickname comes from jaden special thank you goes to shadow the nightwing who recently favorited this podcast before the story begins some of the vocabulary used in this may not be familiar to you if you didn't know, a paragon and a cabacon are both different words for gem, so if you hear that, it means diamond, or jewel, or gem. Chapter 1. Deep in the caves, in the mountains to the west of the village of Ellison Woods, known to the locals as Newport City because of their pork business, lay a newly discovered cavern. This cavern had recently been unearthed by a small mining company called Alex's Mining and Excavating. This company was referred to the employees as gravel busters because they were always complaining of the pockets of gravel that came across in their work, which were tiring and annoying to dig through. One of these employees was named Mason. He was recently employed from the village nearby. On his first mining expedition, Mason was involved in the discovery. He was in a mining party with three others. They had found sparse iron and no diamonds, and were bored and fatigued from the long day. The mining group took turns between mining, scouting, and examining for ores they had missed. The Scots were only employed if they found a cave system where we met hostile mobs, in which case the Scots would be deployed to eradicate the hostile mobs. It was Mason's turn to look for ores, and so he followed the pickaxe-wielding miners cutting through the stone. Mason tried to recall the names of the other miners two miners in front of me are Barnabas and Cole. The one behind me is Frida. He smiled. Third day on the job and he already learned nearly everybody's name. Frida used to be a master fighter, able to manipulate a sword as well as her own arm. She was talked about by the other miners in Whispers. She retired 15 years ago and now worked full time as a miner, who was always elected scout because of her skills. The Whispers told of how Frida retired one day, with no warning. At the time, was the climax of her skill and she could take down even the mighty wither with her lightning reflexes and level-headed composure. And then she just retired and gave it all up? It was speculated a rival had framed her or influenced someone to fire her. Nobody knew except Frida, and she avoided the subject like she would a creeper. Suddenly, Mason felt a coolness, a sharp breeze playing across his face in the stale tunnel atmosphere. The miners broke into the cave and made the draft, loose rock tumbling away as the group stepped out of the tunnel. Freddy going first, sword brandished. The cave was large, covered with dripstone. It was above the deep slate level, however, so it surprised Mason to see the whole cave was made of deep slate. The reason they had found no mining in was that, oddly, the point of entering was the only stone patch visible in the cave. It's almost as if the cave knew we were coming and didn't want to scare us away, Mason thought. Eyes were drawn to the far right of the cave. The whole group, almost in unison, turned and saw the crystal. The shimmering diamond-shaped gemstone glowed dimly in the large cavern. The brilliance seemed to suck in the light that was emitted and to put out more luminescence, making it a seemingly infinite loop that gave the crystal a sense of power. The crystal itself was aquamarine, intermingled with swirling white and electric blue. Mason stepped towards it in a trance, and out of this peripheral vision saw the others doing the same. They approached the crystal, and as they drew nearer, they saw the light receding about into the paragon. Mason stumped on something with a crunch. He looked down. On the floor was a discarded pickaxe. Look around, he saw other remnants. A blade in the corner, a hoe to the right, a pick in front of them. And then Mason noticed a skull of a player resting by the podium of Deep sleep. Others have died here, Mason thought. They had been trying to get the crystal and died. As her group got nearer, the glow receded. Additionally, going with pulsions into the when Mason and the others reached it and stood around the podium. The crystal gave the last of the light and the last of the light into the gym. The crystal rose off the podium, pulsing red and blue. The whole cave was illuminated as the dust swirled in the chamber. Beams of illumination shone out, looking as radiant as the sun. Mason and the other miners shrunk back against a deep slate wall, shielding their eyes. With a final pulse of exuberance, the light was distinguished and the crystal floated back down to rest on the podium, still slightly illuminated. Frida, the bravest of the group, was first to approach. Mason could see the apprehension and amazement on her face. Frida reached out for the gem, but Cole put his arm in front of her. No one spoke, but everyone could see it in each other's faces. This crystal was too dangerous to handle carelessly, if handled at all. Mason stepped forward. This was the time to prove he was a part of the company, and not just a newbie. Isn't this the whole point of mining, he thought, to explore and find riches underground? Mason reached towards the crystal. His fingers reached towards the gym and closed around the surprisingly warm exterior. Energy swam through his body. He felt revitalized and awake. The heat spread through him, and the case seemed to grow brighter. The power felt great, like he could accomplish anything. Then Mason felt a darker force, like the sun being snuffed out and darkness crowding him. The dark tendrils of energy started to come into him, dispelling the light energy. His head span with visions not his own. A gigantic wither rose before him, a golden crown upon its head. The wither turned suddenly, and a white light enveloped Mason. Then his vision cleared. He saw the crown fall to the ground with a loud thunk, the wither dead behind it. With foreboding, Mason caught the faint sounds of malevolent laughter. It grew louder and louder, strong and raspy. It sent chills down Mason's back. He wrenched himself free of the noise and vision. With an effort, Mason dropped the stone into his satchel. Instantly, he felt tired, and the darkness of the cave seemed to grow harsher before him. Mason slumped, dropping to the floor, never so tired in his life. He looked up slowly. The others were staring open-mouthed at him. Barnabas cleared his throat. Um, I don't know what just happened. He paused. But you were glowing. The crystal was taken back to Alex's mining and excavating offices.
1: The owner of AME,
0: Alex, was excited about the crystal because he could help get the company afloat again. This company had recently been going bankrupt. She told Mason, who was carrying the crystal, to lock it up in the safe in her office, preserved in diamonds and gold brought back from underground. Mason put the crystal in the safe and closed the iron door. His shift was over after congratulating Pat on the back from some of the others. He walked out the office doors with a longing for the rejuvenating power of the crystal. On the way to his home in the village, stumbling and sliding down the steep mountain trail, the trail ran through a small oak forest, Where the trail eventually leveled to a slight incline. A dead tree lay in the path in front of him. The wind must have pushed it over today, as he was underground. He walked around the oak into small ways into the forest. It was sunset, and the sky grew dim. Looking around, he saw that the light from the canopy path was not visible anymore. He was lost in the woods. Chapter 2. Mason stumbled in the dark, hands in front of him. He hit a tree and was knocked down. He stood back up, a bump starting on his forehead. Looking around through the receding light, he caught sights of a small light through the tree's distance. Half-hazardly, he rushed to the light source, hoping it was the last rays of sunset in the light. Breaking through into the clearing where he had seen the last light source from, he ran into the wood wall of a small cabin with a lantern hanging from the eave of the porch. When he stumbled back up, he saw the cabin was decrepit and looked uninhabited. In Mason leaned against the cabin wall, his head pounding painfully. A zombie moaned. Mason saw the stumbling, rotting creature walk slowly and clumsily out from the trees. Mason stared toward the cabin door, knowing he could not swear attack from the beast. With a pull, Mason opened the stuck door and emitted a long creak. On the inside was a middle-sized room with one door leading off to another. The floor was covered in dirt and ragged carpet and looked to be untouched. Pieces of torn paper were scattered around, and what looked like a caved-in furnace sat in the corner. Vines covered the wall and a chicken pecked up seeds on the floor in front of Mason. He skirted around the chicken and headed towards the door on the other side of the room, looking for a place to sleep the night away. He reached towards the door and grabbed the doorknob, He opened the door without it creaking and looked inside the small room. What he saw made his heart race with fear. The room was newer and cleaner, and it was obviously in use, but that's not what made Mason's heart race. On the wall was a picture of A.M.E, the crystal, his minor group, and most frightening of all, his face looking out from the wall. His face was circled in red. Mason could feel the blood draining from his face. Who had taken these pictures? Why were there so many pictures of him? As in any trance, he walked towards the wall with the pictures. With a start, he saw a picture of him putting the crystal into the locker. Who on world had taken that picture? Looking around more, now feeling more anger than fear, he saw something that tipped the balance to fear once again. It was him in the cave. They found the crystal. He was indeed glowing as he held the smooth gem. Someone had been in there with them. Mason had to show the others the AME. He started tearing photos off the wall. Mason heard the cabin door open with a long creak, It heard when he opened it. Mason felt more terror rack his system. He turned urgently from side to side, looking for a way out. There, a window, the glass missing or broken long ago. The doorknob for this room turned. Mason lunged for the window and grabbed the rim. He pulled himself up as the door opened slowly and bolted out the window. He landed on his stomach and wanted to scream. Thankfully, the impact had knocked the air out so all he could do was to utter a muffled gasp. The moon was reaching the other side of the sky and the threat of zombies was fortunately not added to his difficulties. Mason could hear rummaging in the room he had just escaped from and a hoarse, raspy voice spoke. Ah, the boy was here. The man knew he had come, and he was the boy he was referring to. Mason began to crawl away, careful not to make a sound. He reached the woods after a minute of tedious crawling, and stood up, beginning to run as fast as he could away from the cabin he had been so grateful to find, not so long ago. It's time for a quiz. I chose one of the hardest Minecraft questions I could find. And that question is, what Minecraft creature is depicted on red chiseled sandstone? Take a moment to think of your answer. The answer is, a wither is chiseled on red sandstone rather than on normal sandstone, it is a creeper. this episode i set up a poll on spotify if you want to be a part of the poll go to spotify go to this episode and in the description of this episode you should see the poll the poll is about what the segment what this space of the episode would be after the quiz after the story so if you want to see what that can become and you want to take part in that go to spotify and do that poll for you loyal listeners who got to this part of the episode, I am trying to get my friend who is a Minecraft, among other things, YouTuber. So if you would like to maybe help get him on the show, go subscribe to his channel. His channel's Ivy and Productions. It is the one with the Minecraft person in front of the red background. Because maybe if we get enough subscribers for him, then he will come on the show. Thank you all for listening. I will see you guys in the next episode. If you want to sign up to my email, go to MinecraftShortStories.com. The link is in the description.